You're listening to K-Star, ZMA, and the Vera Networks. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are, whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and it is Friday night, meaning that we are live at a multitude of places. We are, in fact, broadcasting at WCETFM in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. We are also, <laughs> I'm getting the signal from my producer, uh, I forgot a certain situation ongoing, so actually we're not on WCET tonight. So 
Sorry, guys. Hopefully you'll come uh, find the podcast. We are still, however, very much going out live on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, and we are testing tonight with Zinc Media Arts Radio Network. So very happy to uh, be expanding the footprint just a little bit further, being part of the ZMA family. Uh, very glad. I have to thank Doug uh, for a lot of that, uh, as uh, here I was talking to Rod Eccles last Last week, he was a guest on. He's been on multiple times. I know he's been doing that. And uh, it just, I never really thought about trying to get involved with the network. And uh, Doug asked, well, why not? And that's ah, a pretty daggum good question. And uh, Rod agreed. So we kind of went from there. We'll be talking a little bit later with one of the guys that helps make things happen over there, too. So we'll uh, have a little bit of discussion with a gentleman that I just officially met a little while ago. Uh, that, of course, being Kevin Thompson. Uh, he's primary engineer over there, producer making things happen the way they ought to. Uh, we'll also be talking here in the first hour with uh, Mark Burrell. He'll be joining us. Uh, you probably remember him from previous visits. He's, of course, the author of Rediscovering the Covenant, uh, talking about America's pathway back to uh Greatness. We'll be talking uh, with him. I'm looking forward to having that discussion. Uh, did have a guest scheduled also for the bottom part of the first hour, and unfortunately, circumstances popped up, and you know, life happens. So we'll move forward. We'll just spend a little more time together, you and I. It'll be great. Uh, we are scheduled to be joined by Mr. Kalen Dore. Uh, he is now part of the Tusk web browser uh, doing a lot of work over there we're going to be talking about the launch of their brand new ai uh, and if you're wondering why that name sounds familiar he did a lot of quality work with getter when uh, getter was first coming up and becoming a force for free speech so that probably would explain why you may recognize that name and also in the second hour, we are scheduled to be joined by my friend who's been MIA for a bit, but he is back, ladies and gentlemen, the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience. Uh, Mr. Ron Edwards himself will be joining us, so definitely got things packed pretty tight. Before we get into any topic today, however, I need to address a message from our first sponsor. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, the fine folks over at Four Patriots have been sponsoring the show for a while now, and that has everything to do with you. You responded to the ad. You answered the call. You stepped up. You went over. You took a look, and when you saw what they had to offer, you decided you needed to be better prepared, and Four Patriots were going to help you with that. They want you to know right now, and uh, of course, you know, I want you to know, you need to be prepared for whatever might happen if you're going to fully enjoy the blessings of liberty. It requires responsibility on your part, and these folks are working hard to make sure that you have every opportunity to be prepared. Right now, the big thing on the board that you need to keep an eye on is the fact that China is hoarding a massive amount of food, and pretty soon, according to some experts, they're going to have close to two-thirds of the world's corn reserves, nearly half of the rice, nearly half of the wheat. So that might bring you to the point where you're going to ask a question, what does China know that we don't? 
Well, as I've told you before, China is the literal canary in the coal mine. Well, I guess proverbial would be a better word choice. They are the canary in the coal mine when it comes to food shortages at the global level. They are the world's largest food importer. So they can't afford to mess around if they're going to keep their people fed. So what does that actually mean to average, regular, ordinary Americans like you and me? Well, two words, my friends. Food shortages, which is why it would be a really good idea to stock up on some of the best-selling survival food kits provided by Four Patriots. You can create your own stockpile. These are hand-packed in the United States of America. The kits are very compact. They're easily stackable, so you can store a whole lot. Uh, Doug is showing me on the camera his survival food uh, <laughs> supply. Uh, these folks also... All kinds of different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. So if you had to rely on them for a while, you don't have to worry about burning out. Uh, they taste great. In fact, there's a ton of five-star reviews on the website uh, about the flavors. They just absolutely rave about the taste. So right now, you go on over to fourpatriots.com and you can get 10% off your purchase of their survival foods by typing in code TAP. That's T-A-P-P -P at checkout. Just go to fourpatriots.com, use T-A-P-P -P to get 10% off your first purchase of Four Patriots survival food. That's the number four, patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P. -P. Now, while we still have a little time together before I bring on my first guest, got a Tennessee story that I got to talk about. As I'm sure you know by now, the Justice Department, under guidance from the Biden administration, has decided they're going to sue the great state of Tennessee because our legislative body decided that we're going to make certain that we protect children from the would-be predators that are looking to over-sexualize, hyper-sexualize, and physically assault by virtue of chemical castrations and surgical mutilations a number of children in the name of gender identity politics. Well, they made their announcement, and uh, to their credit, Governor Bill Lee right off the gate said, look, we're going to defend the children of the state of Tennessee, and we hope other states will do the same. Children need to be protected. Now, a whole group of Tennessee officials across the board have responded. The Biden administration's lawsuit is utterly ridiculous to begin with, but these folks are stepping up. They really, really want to put the hammer down. They think they're going to intimidate. They think they're going to scare our lawmakers, our governors. The, the thing is our lawmakers are responding to what the overwhelming will of the people of Tennessee want. They're not going to back down. They're not going to change their mind. Yes, you've got a large population of Democrats hanging out in Chattanooga. You've got a really large group of Democrats hanging out in Memphis. You've got a, a fairly large number in Nashville. Uh, unfortunately, you've got about a 50-50 mix in Knoxville. But outside of those population centers, this is a rural state. We're down-home folks, and we attach to common sense. Something that seems to be woefully missing in a huge part of the country if you just watch network television. You'd be hard-pressed to find 10 people represented that express 
common sense. You would be hard-pressed to believe that there actually are still people that genuinely believe in things like God, country, and common sense. But the dirty little secret is the reason they present things that way is because we are still the overwhelming majority. We want children protected. Tennessee passed a law banning transgender hormone treatments and surgeries on minors. That's it. We didn't say that, oh, well, if you're over 18, you can't do it. Now, I personally wouldn't recommend you do it. We've talked about it a million times. But this is about protecting children from would-be predators that are looking to get their hooks into people so that they are then lifelong medical clients. They know this. They know the dangers involved here. They know exactly what's going on. And that's the the other dirty little secret. Every time somebody comes out pro-gender-affirming care, using air quotes that works really great on radio, I know, they already know the stats. They already know the dangers. They know that these people are going to be hurt as a result. They don't care. They see an opportunity to put themselves in a position where they can cash in or gain more authority or create a level of dependency. And that's what people on the political left always want to do. That is their intention. It is their desire. And in the state of Tennessee, we decided we're not going to put up with it. We're not going to do it. We're not going to proceed down that path. And I'm proud of the guys for doing it. We're not going to be intimidated. So Justice Department, Biden administration, bring the noise, bring the fight, do what you want to do. The only thing that I'm concerned about is the fact that this argument about the 14th Amendment and equal treatment, it's been used as a red herring and a false mantle in the past. They'll find a way to create out of nowhere some belief that this is unfair. This is not equal treatment under the law. I'm sorry. It's just not the case. Same thing as doing with suddenly creating out of whole cloth a constitutional right for same-sex marriage. That just doesn't exist in the Constitution, and it's not an issue involving equal treatment under the law, and neither is this. If you can provide to a minor an actual honest-to-goodness medical treatment for an actual medical need, not a psychological one, then you have an argument. And then if you can prove your case, you're going to be able to proceed. But gender dysphoria is not even a thing that seems to be occurring in large numbers here. This is more about social contagion. Anyway, with all that being said, let me uh, take a peek over at the camera and see, uh, see where we're at. Is, uh, do we have our guests ready to go? We do. All right. So let's go ahead and bring on... If you will be patient with me just a second longer, we are talking to Mr. Mark Burrell. He is, of course, the author of Rediscovering the American Covenant, the Roadmap to Restore America. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about 
where our culture war is currently setting out, and it kind of ties into what I was already discussing. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Mr. Mark Burrell. Mark, first, before we jump into anything else, thank you so much for joining us once again. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. And you're on fire with your last uh, segment there. We definitely need to celebrate what they did in Tennessee. So great job. Okay. Yeah, I, I I don't feel like I'm being passionate enough about it, though, Margaret. And I'm <laughs> definitely going to have to revisit the topic, especially once this legal battle gets started, because I am. I'm so proud of uh, the guys. I mean, Bill Lee, uh, he is a solid conservative, but he still does a few things here and there that has some of the more hardcore folks in the state kind of feeling like he's not strong enough. Uh, i got to tell you, I'm a little concerned about his push for uh, – red flag laws because uh, he seems yeah. to be overexcited about it and in a hurry to do it. But on this, he's absolutely 100% right, and I love to see the fact that there are more officials standing up to it. And I kind of feel like one of the topics that you've been commenting on about uh, quite a bit lately, and I was kind of bringing you on to talk about, it plays in with this as kind of a distraction and an unfair equation because we see our culture war now being driven down into a discussion about beer. We see this Dylan Mulvaney situation, which <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand even for a second how it is that every woman in this country isn't so angry with Dylan that he becomes a non-starter to be a corporate partner with anybody because not only is he cosplaying at being a woman, he's just a very flamboyant gay guy. I mean, that is who he is, but he's a performative artist. Yeah. If you look at his background long enough, you know he's just putting on a show. But he claims to be trans now. He claims to be a woman. But worse than that, he acts like an over-exaggerated caricature of what a young pre-teenage, pre-pubescent girl would be rather than a woman. So I don't, I don't see how he gets away with it, but how is it, uh, Mark, that we don't end up having this discussion until we start talking about Bud Light? Why did it take beer and guys <laughs> getting upset about this before it even becomes a topic? Yeah, so I just want to say right out of the gate, don't mess with the Clydesdales. Anheuser-Busch <laughs> created this incredible brand that so many of us grew up with, with uh, these incredible, uh, this incredible team that just seems to stand for all that's good and right and noble in America. And, and yet they went off and, uh, and decided to support this transgender uh, individual. And they really don't have any idea how visceral that affects so many of us because these companies and the folks that are running these companies are really just out to what they would say is get more consumers. They want to play to their, their broader and emerging consumer base. And they think that this is what they have to do in order to hook the next generation of beer drinkers. So this, this just shows how incredibly disconnected these folks are from the true culture. You mentioned it a second ago in your, your previous segment when you mentioned how the, the still the, the majority, the clear majority in America really does seek to reestablish America as a noble, a moral nation that stands up for justice and liberty and rights as originally defined by our greatest founding document, which is the, the Declaration of Independence. And that's what my book is about, Rediscovering the American Covenant. 
It's all about rediscovering who we are as Americans. And this is really the issue. The root issue is that we have a lot of our fellow citizens that have fundamentally rejected our national founding covenant. And they, they can't even really explain why other than they're convinced it's more loving to embrace folks like Dylan who are claiming now that, uh, that we must accept their claim that they're in fact now a woman versus a man. And so, so this is where we are as a nation. We've forgotten who we are as a nation. And, and this is why I wrote the book to help address these questions. Right. Well, I'm, I know I mentioned it before when, when you came on, uh, and I love the fact that you intentionally use the word covenant. And we discussed that uh, yeah. probably a little more at length than what it may seem appropriate because a lot of people kind of get hung up on words. Uh, the, the political left constantly plays games with words. They're constantly trying to change the meaning of things. And it's important to understand that the Declaration of Independence was a covenant with God, that our founding fathers, even before the framers came together, entered into a covenant with God, and that uh, – Covenant is more than just a promise. It's an agreement. It's an understanding. It's a binding contract in a lot of ways. And in order to have moved away from that founding ideology, uh, as far as we have, uh, the political left who always saw the Constitution as a impediment to what they wanted to do because they want more power for themselves. Uh, it's part of the failings of human nature. Uh, greed and a desire for power is always uh, subsistent with in the normal human existence, which is why so many of us of faith endeavor to do better. We want to mirror uh, a more godly existence, and it gets harder and harder in this life. But that's why the folks on the left started attacking uh, education, and they started at the colleges where it was yep. easy enough to target and say, well, these people are adults at this point. We're just exposing them to new ideas. And then they started attacking high schools, and now they're attacking elementary schools. And this whole thing while the, the Dylan Mulvaney bit is a bit of a distraction, it's also uh, – it's a distraction in so much as, okay, why are you talking about beer, and now you're trying to attack all trans people. You're trying to erase it. It's like, no. When we look at something like what we're doing here in Tennessee, we're trying to protect children. And you're trying to target children, and you can't deny that's the case. But part of that attack in education was the removal of critical thinking. They don't want kids to be able to think because if they were able to and spent two seconds thinking about what is actually being discussed, they wouldn't be so susceptible to the uh, social contagion that seems to be running wild. I just saw a poll a little while earlier uh, claiming that now uh, there's a quarter of all high school students that claim to be uh, bisexual or gay. And we know that's not an accurate statement, but these people have been asked the question in such a way that if you just think it's okay for someone else to be gay, they counted you amongst them. It's such a ridiculous amount of social engineering, and it all comes down to targeting to try and tear down the values of a moral system, which our Constitution, founded on the principles, uh, only stands for moral people. They have to attack yep. that. They have to get rid of people of faith because people of faith are never going to put all their uh, – re they're not ever going to depend solely on the state. They need that dependence. How do we get back on that uh, path? Because I know the book 
rediscovering the American covenant, it's not just about the importance and the seriousness of the promise, but it's also an actual – you have it in the title, but it's true. It's an actual roadmap for restoring America. Where do we start? Yeah, so the the issue is that we have forgotten this this covenant, this legal contract, and you summarized it very well. It really is like a legal document. In fact, the, the pattern that they followed, which is essentially, essentially a four-step process, first they acknowledged God and who he is and who his, uh, his divine law and his intent for governing. They did that in the first two paragraphs of the Declaration. Then they appealed to him for help, which is in the last paragraph, which they said appealing to the supreme ruler of the universe for the rectitude of our intentions, the truthfulness of our intentions. Then they committed to it by pledging their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And then they signed the document, which meant they would be hung if they were caught. And then they declared it publicly. And those four steps are exactly the same four steps that you took when you got married. And, and essentially, anytime you do something that's legally binding, those are the four steps that the, the Bible lays out for us that we're supposed to take in order for God to bless the endeavor. But the whole thing is anchored in this absolute truth that there is a moral law. There is right and wrong. And if you let go of that moral founding, then anything is up for grabs. And, and this is, of course, uh, you summarized it well. They've taken over the institutions. They don't even really talk about the Declaration anymore because it is the root cause issue, in my opinion. They talk about the Constitution, but they simply say it's a living document, which allows them to get around it and create rights, as you mentioned earlier. And so we find ourselves arguing about the Constitution. And that's exactly my point in, the, in this book. The, uh, to me, the root cause issue is, no, we've got to get back to who we are. Who, and really ask the question, who are we as an American people? And are we going to recommit to this covenant or not? Because that is the biblical roadmap for how to restore a wayward nation. And I show that in the book. In the last chapter, I show, if you look at the nation of Israel, you know, we get the pattern, the template for how to start a nation and how to govern a nation by looking at Old Testament Israel. And if we ask the question, well, how does a wayward nation turn back to God? Uh, again, we look to Israel for the answer. And if you look, you'll see several civil leaders, Josiah, who lived in the uh, 7th century B.C., and Nehemiah, who came back to rebuild the wall. He was in the 5th, 5th century B.C. They both followed the same pattern. They got all the people together. They read the book of the law. Basically, they read the covenant, and they all recommitted. And God blessed their reign for a season. You know, while they committed or while they lived uh, the way they had, had covenanted to live according to the covenant, God blessed their nation. And that's, of course, what he says he will do. So the good news, Tim, is there, there is a way back. But as a nation, what we've got to do is we've got to come back to the covenant, and we've got to wrestle with who are we, what do we stand on, is there, a, is there truly a right and a wrong, is there a law of nature and of nature's God, which is a summary of the Ten Commandments, basically. And, uh, and then we've got to turn back to God. And the Bible says if we do that, that he'll restore our nation. And so that's the roadmap. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's definitely obvious for those of us who are people of faith, who've studied 
but there's so much pressure now on so many people that they act like they buckle under it and there's this fear of cancellation and it's utterly ridiculous because even gen z who it's pretty clear pretty obvious that's who uh the uh well i guess i can say former although technically they haven't said that she's been fired she's on an extended leave of absence now uh the lady who was in charge of this particular marketing employee to begin with and now one of yeah, her superiors is also been put out there, but she thinks this is what's required to chase Gen Z. Um, unfortunately, Anheuser Busch is no longer an American company. They've been brought out by a company in Brussels, so there's a, a failing of their part to understand what it is that sets American values and American markets uh, in place. Uh, there are so many things at play here. What does Bud Light and any other woke company that's about to go broke and wants to turn it around, how do they address it? Uh, because this is a case where they're going to be having to fight back against those very loud but very few voices that they've been pursuing in an effort to get back to the broader markets. Uh, in in this case, they're not necessarily talking about an act of faith. They're talking about an act of financials. Uh, what would be the route they would have to take, and how long uh, should the American public see them grovel, if you will, uh, until we start to forgive them? Well, we've got to see a clear repositioning, and I, I come back to what I see as a, a clear ignorance, uh, not only in the church, but a, across uh, America and folks that are running these companies. I happen to, to work for a large corporation, and I see the exact same thing. I see leaders who say they want to do the right thing, and I can tell you, Tim, they, they really do want to do the right thing. The vast majority of the leaders, at least that I interface with in my company anyway they do want to do the right thing but they don't know that there is a wrong thing and a right thing because they just haven't been educated and so i'm actually having those kinds of conversations with my fellow colleagues and my senior leadership to try and educate them and i think that's the path forward we've got to first we've got to get clear on the, the biblical and historical and moral argument ourselves and this is exactly why I wrote the book. I had a teaching ministry for many years. I started teaching this. I realized there wasn't a strong biblical argument for it. I went after it myself, and then I thought, okay, I, I guess I need to write this. I didn't wake up one day and say, I want to be an author. What should I write about? It was more like <laughs> God drugged me into this. And so uh, we've got to get re-educated, and I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm comfortable talking about it, and, and I understand why people are not comfortable. It's because they don't have the biblical argument they, and so therefore they don't have the conviction so for me it's we got to re-educate then we got to recommit uh, as we talked about a moment ago and then we have to reframe the arguments that we're getting I, I feel like we're getting wrapped up a lot in policy arguments and even constitutional arguments uh, and these are these are important issues i don't mean to diminish them but you know i'm an engineer and i always go after the root cause problem and, and I believe the root cause issue here is we have so many of our fellow citizens who don't understand this incredible covenant, this, this legal contract that we inherited from our forefathers, and we've got to get reeducated on that, and then we'll have the conviction to stand for it and to, to tell companies like Anheuser-Busch, 
that uh, this isn't in alignment with uh, how we think. And until you pivot, we're not going to buy your products. And I think that's what we need to do. Absolutely. Because in order to start resecuring all of the blessings that our covenant guarantees, we have to live up to our end of the covenant as well. Uh, Mark, thank we you do. so much. Uh, running a little long, but I appreciate it. I wasn't about to cut you off right there. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, real quick, let everybody know where they can find work. And if you uh, want to invite folks to websites or if you're uh, – heavily active on social media and want to share any of your handles feel free to do all that real quick yeah so i'm at defendamericanliberty.com and you can find out more about me there you can order the book i've got contact information there if you'd like to reach out to me uh, i do speak at churches uh, and this is what i'm trying to do i'm trying to get the word out so i'd love to hear from any of your listeners uh, who have an interest in doing that they they can also find me. Uh, I'm on Facebook and uh, on a, basically the the major ones, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, candidly, I'm I'm just getting my social media act together. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but defendamericanliberty.com is where you can uh, find out more about me and order the book. I'm also on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Um, so get a copy for yourself and get one for your pastor. All right, Mark, again, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Godspeed to you, sir, and I can't wait till we get back together and talk again, hopefully soon. Yep. You as well. Thanks for having me again. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Mark Burrell, and this is the Mid-Hour Break. <laughs> My name is Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm president. I keep forgetting I'm president. Recently, another American female expert on what real men are shared her observations. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Face from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Browns, the coffee you want in your cup. Ms. Sandy LaCroix stated to all the real men out there, Boys play house. Men build homes. Boys shack up. Men get married. Boys make babies. Men raise children. A boy won't raise his own children. A man will raise his and someone else's. Boys invent excuses for failure. Men produce strategies for success. Boys look for someone to take care of them. Men look for someone else to take care of. Boys seek popularity. Men earn respect by knowing how to give it. Boys quit and walk away when things get hard. Men will promise to love you through it all. The one problem I have is in America today, most females prefer either the pookies and ray rays or clamber. But the top 5% of all men who are wealthy meet their height standard of at least six feet and have looks equivalent to a young Elvis or a young Denzel Washington and overlook the many good, solid, decent American men now forced to leave the U.S. to find someone who appreciates them. Hmm. I'm Ron Edwards. Don't miss the Ron Edwards American Experience Talk Show, 3 p.m. Eastern weekdays via theronedwards.com. Second goal is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. These products are patented and proven. Second Skull is a protective headgear company. 
constitutional grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acidic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about because you want the best. Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hi, I'm George Sinzer of Firefox News Online Productions, and you're listening to Tim Tap on Tap Into the Truth. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. And before we proceed with anything else, I've got another message from a sponsor. And uh, so far, you guys have been doing a really good job, by the way, of following through and checking out what our good friends over at Gold Co. have to offer. want to encourage you to continue to do so because there's a not-so-secret secret Fed bailout happening right now. And for those of you that have been paying attention to the financial it's getting harder and harder to ignore the fact that it's looking a lot like 2008 all over again. We've got banks collapsing. We've got executives taking fat bonuses. And the White House is running to their rescue. Meanwhile, regular people like you and me, we're out here struggling, guys. We're having a hard time paying the bills. We can't even fill up our gas tanks. And suddenly, Biden and his little cronies have the nerve to go bail out some of the wealthiest Americans in the country and some folks with direct ties to the CCP. And guess who's paying for that? Uh, Yeah, and I don't even have to guess. It's you and me and uh, all the other taxpaying folks out there. But the good news is, at least for part of this, you can opt out of the system. Move your cash into gold and silver before it's too late. Call Gold Co. right now at 855-387-2932 to learn the three simple steps that you can take right now to protect your savings with gold and silver. Take action today to protect yourself and your family from financial collapse. Before the White House takes it all, that's the number 855-387-2932. Call them right now and learn how you could get up to $10,000 in uh, bonus silver. Uh, that's, of course, while supplies last. One more time, that number is 855-387-2932. And 
if you happen to be listening to the podcast version of the show after we've done this great live broadcast, there'll be a link in the show description that will uh, help you to take that right there. Okay, so now it is time for me to welcome to the Tap into the Truth family the fine folks over at Zinc Media Arts. So the ZMA Radio dot com network is we're we're joining forces. We're becoming a part of that outreach, and we're uh, getting together right now with Kevin Thompson. Uh, Kevin, uh, thanks for uh, hopping on with us, and uh, uh, welcome to the Tap into the Truth family, and uh, glad to be part of the ZMA family. Hey, Tim, thank you. <laughs> well, I am completely honored. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say. This is exciting, exciting. I've been listening to your show. Um, let's start where you left off with your last host. And you guys were kind of talking about some of the problems of America and how we're you know, zooming out from 30,000 feet. We are imploding from within. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to ignore it. We, we see this major push coming from multiple sides, and it just seems like since the minute that Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. was installed as the current resident at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, we've been on a downward spiral at a record pace. Uh, you know, I, I seem to recall one Barack Hussein Akbar Obama uh, warning the world not to underestimate Joe Biden's ability to F things up. Man, uh, he, for once in his life, you can't even question uh, the truthfulness of something that came out of his mouth. Well, but, you know, but, but he was actually setting the stage for two, you know, two presidencies. He was actually setting the stage. Hmm. Now, if you'll remember, he did an interview with Robert Colbert. Um, and they asked him, what would a third term look like? And he simply said it. You know, if I could sit in a basement somewhere and if I could speak into an earpiece and I could control the person that was talking, I would do this. And it, it, this is exactly what he was setting us up for. It, it, going biblical, Trump was a reprieve. Trump was four years of what America could be simply trying to remind you what America can be. And for some god-awful reason, I, I don't want to say that the election was stolen, and I'm air-quoting, but <laughs> the election was stolen, and everybody went back to sleep. You know, we, we are asleep. What is it going to take for America to wake up? We're, we're kind of like the boxer in the corner, and we're getting punched from every direction. So we don't even know how to respond to this because we're being hit from every direction. And that's the plan. That is the plan. Keep the patriotic Americans distracted. 
Yeah, if they if you can keep us di- uh, off balance, you can keep us reacting instead of taking action. If you can keep us kind of divided up into I have to go fight this fight while you go fight that fight instead of being able to put on a unified front. Yeah, that's clearly the plan and it's been the plan for a long time. We've seen the left for well, since as long as before the Constitution was even passed, at the time of the writing of the Declaration, we've seen political leftists in this country and abroad uh, attacking that, and the plan has been from the beginning to divide and conquer, to push from within. It was uh, actually spoken aloud and written about by Cloward and Piven. They laid it out on the line, and these people are so arrogant, mm-hmm. they will tell you what they're up to. They'll tell you what their plan is. We hear it from the World Economic Forum all the time. We're going to own nothing, and we're going to like it because it's better than the alternative. And you're right. They keep swinging uh, haymakers and uppercuts from all different directions, and you don't know where that brick from the back just came from. And we just have to remember the reason they fight so furiously is because we do outnumber them. Uh, The reason that they have to keep uh, the media blitz and control in line and try to manipulate uh, children at a younger and younger age is because because what we saw under Donald Trump, we'll, we'll slide back to that. There were a lot of folks, uh, Kevin, and I know that you've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of people that felt the same way. They, they honestly believed we were too far gone to save. There was nothing much we can do. I even heard a lot of people saying that the time was to start to uh, re, uh, reinvigorate that tree of liberty with the blood of patriots, uh, talking about open civil war, and that's the only way to get the reset. But Donald Trump showed us that in a short amount of time, if you just try to do the right things and put America first the way they're supposed to be doing, you can fix a lot of things, and it doesn't take that long to make things better than it's been in decades. It does seem to take these people longer. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I I absolutely agree with you. Donald Trump was a reprieve for four years, and he – showed us, make America great again, and and he did. But, you know, let's just call it what it is. You know, people call it leftist, or they call it socialism. No, this is doggone communism that we're looking at right now. And they are showing what damage they can do in two years. And we still have two more years to look forward to this. Um. But, I mean, Jimmy Christmas, you know, when George Washington walked out of that building and that lady asked him, what do we have? And he's like, we have a republic. If you can keep it, that shows how fragile, how fragile that this really is. Yeah. And and right now, the, the, the left is putting us to sleep. And I, I believe, you know, Tell me if I'm wrong, Tim. I believe in predictive programming. For years, the media, through movies, through radio, through television, through everything, they have slowly been introducing us to the leftist or the communist ideology in such a way that we really don't recognize it immediately, but in our subconscious, we know that it's there, so that whenever it shows up, we really 
don't think it's a big idea. We we don't think it's a big deal. And we have all fallen asleep. And any time a voice shows up such as yours, you know, the, the, the Tim Tapp show, our show, other shows that are out there. Yeah, I mean, my God, they've tried, you know, they did. They canceled Tucker Carlson. <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to talk about that later. I'm not going to ruin anything in the future. But they don't want any voices heard. And that is what is so important to what we're doing now. These voices ours, yours, we're, we're joining forces, you know, you're coming aboard Zinc Media Arts and we, we want to provide you a platform because everybody is being canceled but I mean it, it, it's more than just the voices this is an ideology that we're fighting against I mean, you know, what do you have to say about that? Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, you're 100% right. I I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have an additional platform to talk to. It's always great to be able to reach more people and do that. The problem has been uh, for yourself, uh, me, uh, Ron Edwards, uh, Don Smith, Annie Ubelis, uh Every uh, top-tier conservative voice that's out there, all the folks that I know of, is that nine times out of ten, we unfortunately spend most of our time preaching to the choir, mm -hmm. which is why we also have to make sure that as we're preaching to the choir, we remind the choir they're supposed to help with community outreach, too. <laughs> that's how we reach more people. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it is. They have to silence us, Kevin, because if they don't, if the – alternative voices are heard well let's take a look at one of the uh, one of the greatest of all time uh, in this uh, media area rush limbaugh uh, where boy. where else did you hear somebody talk about rush babies when people are raised up listening when people are raised up thinking the other way but then listen for just a little while and you actually take the time to think. You hear it presented in a way that's not, uh, well, I'm super important, so you have to listen to me. It's, hey, I'm one of you, and this is what I've come across. And just think about it. I mean, I literally end every one of my shows, Kevin, saying, don't take my word for it. Please go look for yourself and think about it because that's what happens here. That's why they don't want you to be able to use critical thinking like I mentioned earlier. That's why they're attacking education. That's why they're trying to control medicine. They want us under their thumb so that we can't speak out anymore. And I, I, I can't speak for anyone else, but I got a serious feeling that you're probably on board with this too. They're going to have to bury me to shut me up when it comes to liberty for this country, and hopefully we can continue to actually export liberty to other places because we're not the only folks on the planet that deserve it. Every child of God deserves to breathe free. Now, we can't go guarantee it. They're going to have to go earn it themselves, but dadgummit if I'm not going to make sure that they know that there are people that are ready to support them and are ready to help them to understand what it actually means because liberty isn't setting back and have the government send you stuff it's the opposite 
And we just have to continue to fight that good fight. And, and I'm glad to be able to create a new partnership with you guys. And thank you so much for, for not only making it possible, but for making it easy. You guys are phenomenal already. And I've known Rod for uh, quite a long time, and I really like what you guys do. <laughs> well, it, it, speaking of rush babies, uh, c- can I tell a quick story real quick? Absolutely. <laughs> I I I fell in love with Rush in the early nineties. And and my father, <laughs> he was a he was kind of a hardcore Democrat at the time. So we were out working on a Mustang. Uh I I had bought a Mustang and it, it had spring compressors. Uh you you, you 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 people out there in the car world don't know what I'm talking about. Spring compressors. Well, I didn't want them on there. So me and my dad were taking off the spring compressors, and I was playing the car radio at the time, and Rush Limbaugh was on. Oh, my God. I've got to listen to Rush. My father couldn't stand it. <laughs> He's like, I hope that guy dies, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, 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 Tim... You know, the, the, it does. It's not a. It's not an easy job taking off spring compressors on the car, right? So after about three days, he's listening because I kept putting it on just to, you know, I'm a man. You know, you don't <laughs> tell me what to do, Dad. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> and I would I would cut it off after a while. Well, my father got to listening to Rush Limbaugh. That was the introduction. That was the introduction. And after a few years, he became a Rush Limbaugh fan. And it actually took a part in, I guess, converting my parents to the right side. Yeah. And after Rush Limbaugh passed away, you know, a couple of years ago, my father was actually in mourning. You you never know. My my point in this is, is you never know what your effect is going to be on your audience. As as long as you speak the truth and you do what God is guiding you to do. Now, think about this. My father is now in his seventies and he's praying for people in Walmart. You never know what your effect is going to be on your audience. You're not just reaching out to your, you know, to, to your guest. You're never just reaching out to one person. You're never reaching out. You, know, you are reaching out to a complete audience. And whatever message you give them is what they're going to give to everybody else. So, you're not just touching me, Tim. You're not just touching Doug, your producer. You are touching thousands of people. And whatever people they touch, that is all because of you and what God has given you to do. God has blessed your ministry, Tim. God has blessed your show. And Whenever we go to meet God, he's going to show you the complete impact 
that you have had on people's lives. You know, I was just a stupid young kid spending some time with my father doing what we do best, you know, under a hood of a car or actually under a car. And a radio host was talking the truth. He was speaking the truth. And as much as he disliked it, over a period of time, God worked on his heart and turned my father's heart, which turned my family's heart, which led me to this point right now. I'm sitting in a barracks in the middle of Fort McClellan talking to you right now, hoping to touch other people's heart. And that's you, Tim. This is your opportunity. Yeah, I uh, I absolutely agree. I can't I can't possibly agree more. Uh, that is the one thing that kind of keeps you going when you feel like there's not much of a reason to continue. But it also goes back uh, one last mention of Rush Limbaugh before moving on and wrapping up. Uh, you know, again, the only people who hated Rush were people that never listened to Rush. If you actually listened, you heard the shows, you'd hear the descriptions, uh, then it was hard to dislike him for very long. And I know a few folks that tried really hard. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you listened, you just couldn't. And I think that's the kind of thing that we all hope to accomplish, to have that level of connection with the audience. But, yes, uh, I have no doubt whatsoever that uh, it is absolutely through the works of God. I can't begin. I don't have enough time to express how grateful and how many blessings that I can point out. This came out of nowhere exactly when I did it and it's because of this. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, Kevin, as much as I would love to keep going, we're going to have to kind of wrap things up for this hour. Real quick, though, please uh, share the website and uh, uh, should throw out all of the different show titles and uh, let everybody know who they can expect to hear if they're listening right now on K-Star or one of these other networks or listening to the podcast of what they can get if they're listening to ZMA Radio. Well, you can hear the Rod Eccles show. You can hear my show weighing in. Um, you, you can hear Tim Tapp. You can hear everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, you kind of caught me off guard. But on zmaradio.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us this evening in this trial run test as we try to make sure that this Friday Night Live show uh, gets on there as well and as smoothly as it should. Uh, again, I'm so very happy that we've been able to make this connection and that we're joining forces. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Kevin Thompson. And again, go check out ZMARadio.com if you're not already a listener because there's some other great shows on there. You know, keep listening to wherever you're listening to me from if that's what you want to do. But you are missing out. And you guys have heard Rod on here enough. Uh, and that's just the tip of the iceberg over there. So go check them out. Um, let's see here. What, how much? I've only got a little bit of time left. And let's Let's see if I can peek in on Doug. I don't even see Doug. Where's Doug at? Doug, where are you at? I don't see you on the camera anymore. Uh, we're getting really close to time to reset the hour. 
And so we will do that shortly. Uh, in the meanwhile, though, I want to remind everybody real quick that uh, not only am I proud to be joining uh, the new network, but also very proud of being part of the K-Star Talk Radio Network as well. And uh, we've just got to keep sending that message out. So thank you so much for being here wherever you're listening from. And uh, uh, exciting news coming up at the first of the month. We will be adding yet a new sponsor. So looking forward to that. Everything's been finalized at this point. It's it's a done deal, but we have to wait to the first of the month. <laughs> so you guys uh, – Hang out for that. It should be exciting. And uh, we will continue. We're about to dive headlong into hour number two here. So you guys stay where you're at. We'll be right back. Take it away. This is Matt Fitzgibbons from PatriotMusic.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. gentlemen the man song he's the man he's the man i don't take no crap from anybody else but you i wear the pants around here when i finish with your laundry because i'm a guy you don't want to fight when i say jump you say yeah right i'm the man of this house until you get home he's the man he's the man what I say goes around here, right out the window. <laughs> and I don't want to hear a lot of whining, so I'll shut up. <laughs> the sooner you learn who's boss around here, the sooner you can give me my orders to you. Because <laughs> I'm head honcho around here, but it's all in my head. He's the man. He's the man. And I can have sex any time that you want. <laughs> Because I'm a man who has needs, but they're not that important. <laughs> and don't expect any flowers from me, because if I'm not mistaken, you prefer jewelry. <laughs> I'm the king of my castle when you're not around. <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. And I'll drink and watch sports whenever I want to get in trouble. <laughs> and I'll come home when I'm good and ready to sleep on the couch. Because <laughs> a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And I'm going to do what you tell me to. Because I'm top dog around here, but I've been neutered. <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. You the man. This is Tim Tapp, and you're listening to K-Star and the Vera Network. This is Kalen Dorr with Tuck Browser, and you're listening to Tim Tapp on Tap In The Truth.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you for staying with us through that very brief break. Uh, real quick, before we bring on our next guest, I want to remind everybody about our great sponsor for Patriots.com. Uh, man, uh, I keep warning you, China's hoarding a ton of food. You need to get ready. They are the they. I keep wanting to say the literal, but you know it is proverbial. Technically, uh, literal is the wrong word usage. They are the proverbial canary in the coal mine when it comes to global food shortages. So when you're asking yourself the question, what do they know that we don't, uh, just keep in mind that uh, they know they need the food. That means we can expect food shortages. So that makes it a really smart idea to go visit fourpatriots.com and start building your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots survival food. We're talking about hand-packed here in the United States. We're talking about kits that are compact and easily stackable for easy storage. They're rated to last up to 25 years. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, making it easy for you to survive on them for an extended period of time if necessary, uh, hopefully not, but if you have to, you have to, uh, and you don't have to worry about getting burned out on any of them. And they have a ton of five-star reviews that absolutely rave about the flavor. Right now, you can get 10% off your purchase of these food kits over at 4Patriots by typing in the code TAP at checkout. That's T-A-P-P. Just go to 4Patriots.com, use promo code TAP. And get 10% off your purchase of four Patriot survival food. That's the number four, patriots.com. Use promo code TAP. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor and privilege to welcome to the show uh, a gentleman who is currently working with the fine folks over at Tusk, trying to help get them up over the top. He is currently the acting chief marketing officer. You may recognize him from his time working over at Getter. Uh, so he's got experience in the field, and he's a man who knows what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, uh, Kalen door uh first and foremost thank you so much for joining us this evening how are you doing today brother i'm living the dream i woke up today thinking it was a thursday and it's actually a friday that is the best feeling uh that, that is up there so we're we're doing good we're living the dream it's rainy here in washington dc uh how about you man you hanging in there you, you're gonna have a good weekend uh, I think so. We got the rain out of our out of the way here uh, earlier today, somewhere around uh, about two thirty. It's all sunshine and it's looking pretty good for the rest of the weekend. Hopefully, it won't get quite as cold as they say it's supposed to. But uh, yeah, definitely having a a good time, looking for a good weekend. Uh, I, I want to jump right in here because what got me really excited is to see that over here at Tusk. We have the official launch of a new AI chatbot over there, but it's different than the other chatbots that we've seen. Uh, I, I absolutely, I was playing with it a little bit the other day. It said some very nice things about me and my show. A very different experience than from the other chatbots I've played with once they figured out that I'm a conservative. So tell us a little bit about the new launch of the chatbots. Yeah, so for those out there who haven't had a chance to play around with it, it's called Gipper, G-I-P-P-R, uh, named after the late President Ronald Reagan. And you know, I think this is really stems from our core company beliefs that uh, we should be breaking down barriers and providing you know alternatives to big tech, social media, to people that they really want to censor us into oblivion, right? 
I mean, you go to a chat GPT, for example, and you type in something like, I don't know, uh, uh, should critical race theory be taught in schools? And it'll say, you better freaking believe it. CRT is the best thing under the sun. And uh, so we went out there and built an alternative that's going to actually espouse some true American, true conservative values. Um, and, you know, there are cases of where you'd ask it to write a, a poem, a, a friendly poem about Trump, and it would refuse. But if you ask the same thing about Biden, it would uh, sing his praises. So uh, we're done playing those games. We're here to, uh, to put, a flag in the, uh, put a flag in the sand and, and uh, really make some waves in the space. Yeah, I absolutely love the uh, fact that uh, everything going over, uh, going on over at Tufts right now is uh, a big matter of anything you can do, we sure as heck can do better. And so far, I, I am absolutely loving it. I've been using the uh, Tufts browser now since I first heard about it. I was glad to hear that you've come over and, and that uh, your expertise is now being used to help uh, move uh, everything forward there. But uh, the launch of the AI – We've been talking a lot about AI lately, uh, partially because so many people are concerned about the direction it's going. Uh, you're a man who's very much into technology and moving forward. So before we uh, delve too far into the specifics of what's happening there, uh, should we be as concerned about the advancement of AI as people seem to be? Or is this a case of people just kind of overreacting to something new? What's your professional opinion on that? You know, things are still really early, right? And I think, um, you know, that's why it's, it's even just this week we launched this, and it's been hard to get attention for it, simply because, you know, the established and legacy folks who have been covering things in the conservative space for so long, they can't quite wrap their heads around it. And so, and it changes every day. So what I'll say is I got asked the same question earlier today uh, by someone far less handsome than you. And uh, he was citing this Wall Street Journal story. This woman apparently had um, had replaced her entire life with AI. Uh, she she fooled her bank. She fooled her family. And quite frankly, I just saw that as an indictment of, of her, that she was living a boring life and that her family really must be just kind of dumb if they're, if they're falling for it. Um, uh, and, and I think, you know, it's only as good – the technology is only as good or as useful as the people using it. Right. People are finding really creative ways to utilize the artificial intelligence there. I mean, I used it to help me write the press release to, to launch Gipper. Right. Uh, there are a lot of practical uses for this um, that are only as good as the people that use it. And so that's why I think it's really important. We have a conservative alternative. Right. Who knows where we're able to take this technology, where we're able to take the, the discourse around it if we finally have access to something that doesn't hate, you know, hate us. And that brings me to another point is, you know, I don't know about you, man, but, like, I want a really nice Nike track suit, but I feel guilty as hell going out to buy it because I know they hate me. They stand for everything that I don't agree with, you know, whether it be China, transgenderism, whatever it might be, right? And we don't want right. you to feel that crisis of consciousness when you're just trying to participate in society, you know, man? Like, it's not complicated. They've been saying for so long, go out there and build it. We freaking did it. And you mentioned this is my track record, man. I, this is just something I do, uh, and I, I fully stand behind what we're doing here at Tusk. It's awesome stuff. You guys have to go check it out. 
I, what actually brought you over to Tusk? I, I mean, uh, you literally you started your own companies. You've worked with some other really uh, up and coming powerhouses. You, you've done a lot of quality stuff, uh, and uh, it just it seems like uh, almost a bit of a risk to get over because Tusk is at that point where you're still looking for investors, still trying to move to market share. I love it. I'm trying to make sure as many people know about it as possible. I've even been uh, out there sharing on social media the opportunity to invest. Is to, They have the uh, crowdfunding uh, page that was up and active. I, I'm not sure if it still is now, but I think it uh, the round hasn't closed yet. But you know, what was it that brought you over and made you decide, yes, this is another place that I want to use my talents and gifts to, uh, to bring this forward? Well, you know, when I was working at Getter, something that was really important to me was you know, connecting folks and making sure that, um, yeah, I, let me let me take an even bigger step back, right? So the, the left, their entire platform, you know, they, they have no policy to stand on. There's no real, you know, leadership figure on their side of the aisle. Their entire platform is based off two things. It's gaslighting you into believing what you're seeing with your own two eyes isn't real. And it's making you hate your country and feel alone in this world, right? And when you, Tim, when you feel like you're alone, when you're the only one who thinks the way you think, feels the way you feel, you know, loves what you love, all the above, right? That's when they win. And so, you know, we had to take the, take the battle outside of social media, but even arm folks with the tools necessary to go have informed decisions in their community or conversations in their communities right it used to be like a marketplace of ideas you and i if we disagreed about something it didn't our our disagreement didn't end with me calling you a racist you calling me a bigot and us walking away like that's how what made our country great for so long and so i think in order to truly make our country great again we've got to go back to basics and just arm folks with with knowledge with the ability to easily see both sides of the argument um because i think like you know uh, the left has gotten a little radical over the years, but it used to be that I understood where they were coming from on an issue. And quite frankly, there's not that hunger or desire from either upside of the aisle to kind of meet in the middle and find a solution. And I think that uh, that's really important. That's the key, the untapped key to our nation's success going forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be really nice to be able to actually talk to folks on the other side, and even if you couldn't convince them, uh, and they couldn't convince you that you still could part company, agreeing to disagree without uh, resulting to name calling or worse. Uh, that is absolutely a goal that we should all have. In fact, uh, just as a completely unrelated story, literally had a, an incident happen this week where uh, an article that I had written had recently been published over at the American Spectator, and I actually had somebody reach out who happens to be a government employee, and they sent me an email taking exception to uh, the major premise, but they actually were respectful and thoughtful and presented their argument. And normally when people comment, especially negatively about stuff that uh, that I've got out there, I just kind of, okay, I'll leave it there if it's legitimate, if it's not too profane, I'll <laughs> – Deleted if they get profane and just not they're not worthy of it. But this person did such a a good job of conversing and discussing and and being respectful. I had no choice but to respond and thank them for that. And, and that's not something I often to do. So it is a worthwhile goal and it is a place we do need to try to get back to because 
the bottom line is a lot of the people that are on that side that can't articulate those arguments anymore, uh, they're victims of a group of people that have kept them from being able to engage in critical thinking because they've never taught them that. Uh, they're victims of a mindset and a, a mob mentality that demands that you be canceled if you disagree even just once. You see somebody like J.K. Rawlings who was very firmly in the leftist camp who all of a sudden is persona non grata because she refuses to play the transgender game. It's like, no, sorry, I'm an actual feminist, so I believe that a man cannot suddenly become a woman because he says so. And that's the one the one area where she does not follow the doctrine, and she's ostracized. And we see other examples of that too. They can't stand to have the other side. It's even being an option to be heard. So that's part of what I'm loving about uh, a lot of what you have always done as far as uh, the work you've done. And I love even more having you uh, engaged with Tusk because I think Tusk is uh, – it is one of the best ideas. And regardless of how we move forward, Tusk is going to be vital in order to make sure that there is a place where you can go as a conservative and be able to find uncensored uh, news and uh, news that's available uh, from uh, conservative sources. And you don't have to feel like you're going to be attacked because of your uh, browsing data. You know, somebody looks at your browsing history, uh, you're going to be fine. I mean, we live in an age literally where if you are on uh, let's say Google, for example, it's way more acceptable to be watching some of the most fringe porn and that show up in your browsing uh, history than to have spent five minutes uh, watching a Tucker Carlson video. So I, I love what you're doing over there. Uh, how much time and energy has been spent on getting uh, the uh, new AI over there up and going? Because, you know, this Gipper AI, uh, first, I love the name too. Uh, absolutely phenomenal that you pay homage to Ronald Reagan. But uh, this is going to be a major selling point, I hope, moving forward uh, with us. But this is not something that just happened overnight. But, you know, the last few times I've had other folks from Tusk on with us, nobody mentioned a peep. Uh, so I'm assuming it was pretty well under wraps until just recently. Nobody wanted to let the cat out of the bag. Uh, what was the timeline on getting this to availability? Yeah, so it's been a, a little over a month, two months. Uh, I, uh, we started brainstorming this about the time I arrived. Um, and our CEO, Jeff Berman, is a, he's a genius. Uh, he kind of came up with the idea. And, you know, where I'd like to take this is where we not only have Gipper for the right, but we also have, you know, like a like an AIOC, you know, like an a, like an AOC version that represents the left or, you know, maybe just a squishy guy who's like represents the middle. I don't know. But where I'd like to see this going is, is we, we take this to a place where we're we're, we're offering, you know, uh, many, many different tools to folks who who feel ostracized by what big tech and, the, you know, social media and the radical left have been up to uh, over the last few years. And. I'm telling you, we're working with some really great professionals here. Uh, they move at the, at the speed of sound. And uh, go ahead, like like I said, try out the Gipper. Ask it some questions. Just don't ask it if it likes jelly beans. I know Ronald Reagan likes jelly beans. The AI is insistent that it can't eat jelly beans because it's a robot or whatever. And it gives bad answers. So don't do that. But otherwise, ask it whatever you want. <laughs> well, like I said, I had some fun uh, over there with it uh, the other day, and 
I'm loving it. It's it's fun to play with, but it's it's not just for playing. Uh, AI is a phenomenal tool when you use it appropriately. Lots of things that it can help you get done, especially if you're in the creative arts. And, and I understand why a lot of creative folks are concerned about uh, how far you can take AI because uh, it does seem like, with the exception of that little bit of spark that makes you unique, uh, there's a lot of folks that are probably just kind of uh, treading water, bland. It's like, okay, I'm just a, a group screenwriter here. Uh, I'm just part of a committee. I'm not really exceptional. I'm I'm above average, but not exceptional. Those folks probably should be worried about where AI is going, but it, it's not really going to replace a whole lot of human beings. Uh, you're going to have that ability to shine as long as you actually take the time to do it. And uh, otherwise, AI is a great tool. Glad to have you on with us, sir. Uh, thank you so much. Real quick, please, again, share the websites. Anything else you would like to share, uh, feel free to go ahead and do so. And if you're inviting people to follow you on social media, I have a feeling you probably are, uh, feel free to share any handles you would like on any of the platforms as well. No, absolutely, guys. Make sure, you know, what makes Tusk special is that, you know, we're providing everybody an opportunity to get involved as a shareholder. So please visit TuskBrowser.com. Find out how you can get involved in the fight. I think that's what makes this very attractive. It's by the people, for the people. Uh, we're going to go out there and win some hearts and minds because if you're not doing that, you're wasting your dang time. Uh, I saw myself just short of cursing on your show. Uh, that would have been a record. This is almost a record for, for, for links without profanity, but I appreciate you having me on, brother man. Uh, I hope to see you soon. Make sure you're following Tusk Browser on Twitter, uh, and stay tuned for more updates. Uh, unleash the power of the Gipper, baby. Let's go. All right. Thank you so much again, sir. Godspeed to you. Keep up all the great work. You are making a, a huge difference for uh, conservatives out there anyway because we've been feeling so isolated and, and so alone. And you're absolutely right when you pointed that out. One of the few reasons that I do this is to remind people that they're not the only people that feel the way they do. And so I think that is really one of the most positive things we can do towards helping folks to understand that no matter how how crazy things look like they're getting out there. Uh, there is still hope, and there are still people that feel the same way you do. Godspeed to you, sir, and I hope we get the chance to talk again soon. You better believe it. Take care, guys. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you soon. You do the same. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was, of course, the man. He's a bit of a legend. I, I will say it. Uh, that's Mr. Uh, Kalen Dorr. He is the current acting chief marketing officer over at Tusk. Uh, you guys have heard Jeff over here uh, at least a couple of times. I think there might have been a third now. I'm I know for sure it was at least two. Um, you know, and we've spent time talking about Jeff's background. Then we spent time talking about the current state of where Tusk is and the fact that you could invest and uh, do the crowdfunding thing and be part of moving it forward. And I urged you, if you could afford to, and I understand in the Biden economy, that's no small ask. Uh, not everybody's in a position to do it, but if you can't afford to go over there and help support them financially, go sign up. Download the Tusk browser. Make it your uh, home browser, your primary. Use it. It's great. 
and it's not tracking you all the time. A lot of a lot of cool stuff going on there. So, uh, what else can I say? I, I'm I really did spend some time uh, playing with. In fact, I think I still have it pulled up. Let me see here. I see here. Um, I, you only get to talk uh, so long in the conversation, and then it changes things up. I asked it what its thoughts were about the show, and uh, it just said how fantastic the show is and how great it was. And it's like, okay, well, this AI really likes blowing smoke up my, my backside. But then it made a lot of great points about how conservative voices are being silenced and how there needs to be more. And uh, then I asked it what would make the show better. And then it said, while it's already a really quality show, it could use more conservative voices. So basically I need to have more guests on is what it's telling me because these days I pretty much relegate guests to just the Friday night show because you know here we are live and we're on the most platforms and so there's a much larger audience for the Friday night by default. Uh, so you know it still made a great point. I should have more diverse voices. I think I do a pretty good job with diversifying the voices, though. Uh, uh, you have some folks in here uh, who are uh, nearly uber tinfoil hat level to folks that barely qualify as libertarian. So, and I've even had a few actual card-carrying liberals on a couple of occasions, and we managed to keep it cordial. Imagine that. Uh, Last question I asked it is, should I write a book? And the response, and I got to tell you, the the Gipper AI is they're dead on. Uh, he, the Gipper's got it right. I said, should I write a book? Absolutely. Conservatives have valuable insights and principles to share, and Tim Tap is no exception. His Testing, one, two, three, testing. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, enough of that. We are uh, quickly coming up on the bottom of the hour. I can't believe it's flown by. My time with you on Friday nights is far too short. I really, really hate that. We don't have more time. I'm uh, kind of peeking over at Doug right now, wondering if our last guest is uh, is he uh, ready? Are, are we connected? Um, so far, evidently not. Friday night. <laughs> I, I tried to connect to him, and it's just and you well, went dead air for twenty seconds. <laughs> well, hopefully we will connect here in a little bit, and we'll keep trying regardless. I got plenty to talk to you otherwise because I was prepared to have 30 minutes uh, where we ended up getting to talk to Kevin instead. So that was great. I'm prepared if we have to, but I hope we'll get Ron connected because he hasn't been on with us in, in far too long as far as I'm concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, let's take yes. that mid-hour break, and when we get on the other side, uh, I'll either have a guest or it'll just be us. Either way. We're sharing the night together. We'll be right back. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap Into the Truth. 
As a believer in Yahweh and follower of Christ, it pains me to publicly admit that leftist Bill Maher of CNN fame has recently displayed more integrity and concern regarding America's black-on-black crime problem than many so-called ministers. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, recently Mr. Maher asked the simple question, where are the Democrats and black celebrities when it comes to the massive leftist domestic terrorism and black crime problem throughout the nation? When it comes to the leftist domestic terrorism, crime, and left-wing extremism, which is the single biggest cause of today's rampant crime, between the woke revolutionaries and their occasional riots and the massive crime wave, which is a result of the far-left criminal justice reform policies that has caused more crime in this republic than almost anything else, but we cannot ignore the fact that ministers no longer instruct their parishioners on the importance of good moral behavior and character. I rarely hear ministers express the level of uh, concern spoken by Bill Maher, which is very concerning to me. The Founding Fathers warned that if we lose our morals, we will no longer be free. Wake up, America. It's almost too late. I'm Ron Edwards. See ya on the next page from the Albert's Notebook. Being stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100 and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning Homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. 
We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. That was the last break of the evening. We're diving headlong into the weekend now for sure. Uh, Before we get there, I do have to address our sponsor message for you because right now they want to make sure that in case you haven't been paying attention, there is a not-so-secret secret Fed bailout. It's happening right now. And for those of you who have been paying attention, it's hard to ignore the fact that it's looking an awful lot like 2008 all over again. We've got banks collapsing. In fact, there was a new one today. Yeah, a new bank collapse. Executives are out there. They're taking fat bonuses while their businesses are falling apart. And the White House is running to their rescue, not ours. Meanwhile, us regular folks out here, we're struggling, having a hard time paying our bills, if we can at all, certainly can't afford to keep our gas tanks full. And suddenly Biden has the nerve to bail out wealthy Americans and a ton of folks that have direct ties to the Chinese Communist Party. And who's paying for that? Mm, yeah, yeah, you got that. You don't even, it's not a guess. You know, you are. I am. Uh, Ron Edwards is. Uh, Doug, the crazy Cajun is. We're all out here. If we're a tax-paying citizen, we're paying for it. But the good news is you don't have to play their game. You can opt out of at least part of the system by moving your cash into gold and silver right now before it's too late. Give our friends over at Gold Co. a phone call. Uh, that number is 855-387-2932. Uh, by giving that call, you can learn the three simple steps that you can take right now to protect your savings with gold and silver and other precious metals too, just FYI. Take action today to protect yourself and your family from financial collapse before the White House stands tries to take it all away. Call 855-387-2932 right now and learn how you can get up to $10,000 in bonus silver uh, while supplies last, of course. One more time, that number is 855 Three eight seven two nine three two, And if you're listening on the podcast, there'll be a link in the show description. Okay, it is my honor and pleasure and privilege to welcome back to the show long overdue missing friend, ladies and gentlemen, the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook, the host of the Ron Edwards American Experience, my friend and great patriot, Mr. Ron Edwards. Ron, thank you so much for joining us tonight. How the heck are you, my friend? Doing well. Thanks so much for inviting me, and it's a great pleasure to be with you once again. And uh, man, thanks so much. All right, let's let's jump right into things. Uh, there is so much insanity going on. We don't have time. We could sit here and have a five-hour show and not have enough time to get to everything that's happening. So let's start with the one thing that's probably the biggest burr uh, under my saddle at the moment, and I know that it's not something you're particularly happy about either. 
how can we have a replay of Afghanistan in so much as helicopter uh, escaping of their people while American citizens and American allies are being left on the ground in Sudan? Uh, what the heck is going on with this administration that they can't seem to adequately plan and don't seem to give a rat's backside about anybody that doesn't uh, work for them and play for their team? That's it. They uh, know what they're doing. They're very destructive. They hate this country. They hate we the people. They want to embarrass the country uh, in, in, in the world's uh, eyes. They want to uh, make sure that America is beholden to her enemies like China or owned by China uh, and uh, at the disadvantage of terrorists in Afghanistan, um, the Middle East, whatever. This is all about killing this country. And uh, you've got a lot of people. Uh, I found it very suspicious when Susan Rice suddenly left her position. And I'm wondering, is that a, a key, um, I guess, telltale that uh, they've done their job, that uh, they've, the destructive uh, mechanisms are all in place and she can go home now for a while or help the next Democrat who's uh, slated to run for, for the for the presidency. But the situation in Afghanistan, it is uh, very reprehensible, very uh, telling. And see, the thing is, a lot of people, you know, and I have mistakenly done this too. I've said, uh, this administration is incompetent. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, they know exactly what they're doing. The very people, the very people who are running around like Susan Rice and all the other individuals of, of a melanin a texture are running around saying that this is such a racist nation. But yet, if this was such a racist nation, would they be allowing dark people to help destroy or basically destroy the country? It's like, and, and, and cause, because you know Joe Biden isn't doing anything. They're doing what he would have liked to have done if he had the sense to, to still do it. But he helped put a lot of this stuff in motion over the decades. So he's on autopilot. He's, you know, walking around shaking hands with the air or mosquitoes in, in the wind or whatever. But, uh, you know, this is all that he wanted to do anyway, long before Ali Obama came on the scene. But you've got all these individuals of dark melanin um, texture killing this nation with the permission of people like Chucky Schumer, Joe Biden, uh, I'll I'll even say many rhinos like um, uh, what's his name Deputy Drupalon Mitch McConnell, the whole nine yards, and this this nation has turned against itself. The government, for the most part, has turned against itself, and uh, that the Afghanistan situation that you brought up is just part of that scenario. So yeah. Yeah, my 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 point. I keep going back to the fact that the U.S. helped negotiate a 72-hour ceasefire in Sudan, and yeah. we look and we see France, Germany, Italy, uh, the U.K., Spain, Holland, nearly every major Western country, anyway, uh, perfectly uh, adapted going in and 
either they directly pulled them out or they facilitated travel for every one of their citizens that wanted to leave and several who didn't necessarily want to. But it was explained this is a place that is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But we're told by our government, oh, no, it was just too dangerous for for us to do that. So I'm sorry. I'm supposed to believe Holland is better prepared to go in and rescue their uh, civilians in a hostile place like Sudan than the United States of America. It's just un... Uh, it's yeah. unbelievable that they have the nerve to say it, and even more so that anybody would believe it. So that's a big part of why it gets under my saddle as bad as it does. It's every time I think about it, it makes me so angry. But there's so many other things going on too, Ron. And if we stop it and talk too long about that, we don't get to talk about the effort to try and raise the debt ceiling, which uh, all of this is so much political stage. Uh, I'm on board with the folks who don't want to raise it, uh, even the Democrats that are voting against it, they're voting the right way for the wrong reasons, but I'll take it. Uh, it didn't matter. It got passed in the House, and the Senate is probably going – they're situated now with Dianne Feinstein off the board and with uh, somebody like Joe Manchin pissed off uh, at Joe Biden for having lied to him. Uh, they could wreak havoc with uh, pushing this forward, but it occurs to me, Ron, and, and I think – And you can correct me if you think I'm wrong. That's part of why you're here. But it seems to me like the Democrats want this battle to take place, and they want to actually default on the debt because, number one, it hurts our economy. It hurts our uh, uh, people. But number two, they also know that – All the inflationary pressures are still building. Most people haven't even come close to feeling the worst of what Biden's economic policies are going to bring forth and bring down on the American people. And so they know more people are going to be feeling it soon, and they want to be able to point the finger at Republicans rather than have to admit that it was their policies. Uh, I think that's playing into this quite a bit, too. Uh, What do you say about that? Absolutely, it's playing into that uh, because they know that first one one thing that most of the American people do not understand the fact that in this time, at the level that they're spending, if they hold the debt ceiling and don't raise it, we will not go into default because they're spending so much. There's so much cash available. And so most people also do not know that the Democrats' goal is to get the debt to at least $50 trillion so that you could just about guarantee that we collapse. Because as I said earlier in the, with the last topic, their goal is to collapse the United States um, by any means necessary, while at the same time embarrassing her with all of these decisions that are, they, they're made to look like it's incompetency or whatever, but no, this is all designed you know, meticulously designed with the American people in mind, because you're right how they'll blame the Republicans and they feel that they can get away with it because even on the so-called conservative side, no matter how many times the Democrats and the legacy media fool us, fool us once again, fool us again, 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 no matter how many times they lie and it's proven that they lie Whenever they tell another lie, the majority of people 
go along with it. And this is why the Democrats think that most Americans are very dumb, that they have the, the brains of a um, fishing tackle. You know, those little sinkers, lead sinkers that they used to use for fishing. That's what they think are, they're, our brains are made of. And maybe something more putrid. Um, and so, and I can't blame them because every time they've come, come out and tell, told lies from the Russia, 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 whatever, the American people, including many Republicans and even conservatives, went along with that. So I cannot blame the Democrats for all that they're doing based upon how they think, based upon what they've been able to and allowed to get away with up to this very point. Um, for some, I, I don't get it. Other than there is a, one biblical statement that it's more easy for people to believe a lie. Um, so maybe that's part of the scenario, but especially if they've been indoctrinated for 40, oh, I'm sorry, 60 years. And so that indoctrination has, 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 has really ironed in for over four generations, more than four generations. So you have a situation where I think as I said the last time I was on this show, that we are on the brink of, of uh, utter disaster. It could be over. And I don't mean totally over, like, oh, nothing but crickets left. But I mean as far as our way of life, uh, being uh, a nation of wealth, opportunity, things of that nature. The Democrats want to bring us down to our knees. They want to starve us out. They want to um, de-energize us. They want to get us in any way they can. So they're screwing everything up with basically the permission of most of the American people. I thought I thought by now they would have awakened. White people are running around right now, Tim. They're run, running around as scared as a child in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, um, in a middle of a fire to point out the evil deeds of all these individuals who are in the government killing this country, fundamentally transforming this, this, this nation, as stated by Ali Obama, who's still doing this, by the way, behind the scenes. So until people wake up and say, you know what, we start, we're going to start calling a spade a spade and not being afraid to do so, because in the name of political correctness, white people are allowing this nation to literally be killed and snatched out from under us, whether it's from farmland. They can't speak out against that too strongly here in Michigan because they want, they're being called racist. I interviewed someone on my own show this week who's, who pointed out to the Republicans, hey, look, um, there's a certain individual. Um, he's not what you think he is or what we think thought he was. And they, she pointed it out to them with the facts. They turned around and called her a racist because the guy happened to be in, happens to be Indian. He's running for president. This is the kind of stuff that people that want to write this ship, America, are going through. And if you're black and you do the same thing, you're just you're just told you're just ignored. Ask me how I know. So, and this is by Republicans, conservatives. So with the permission of, cons of so-called conservative Republicans, this republic is being killed. No matter what subject you bring up, Tim, I don't know what the heck you have, bring have, to, have to bring up next, but I can guarantee that I can point to, the, to, to, to where it is being allowed to be undermined to some degree. And because a lot of people of color are involved, they won't even speak out about it. 
Because if one does, as I experienced personally here in Michigan with the person that I interviewed on my show this week, they called her a, um, no, they called her not only a racist, but a Nazi. <laughs> because she thought well, that... she brought up that we should get back to our Christian values so that we would get back to doing what is right based upon the principles that made America great. And they turned around, these are Republicans, and called her a Nazi. So it's increasingly more difficult on whatever topic you want to bring up for people to stand up and say the right thing, let alone do the right thing. So I, 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 I hate to say it, but, um, oh, Jesus, I, I, I pray that, you know, if I'm wrong, God forgive me. But I think this is what he wants. Because we had it all, we had it going in the right direction under Trump. And Biden was preferred. Every, anything, anything you you bring up that happened, the, the, whether it was a cheating or whatever, it all could have been, the prayers could have been, an, been answered, and they were not. Those that were fighting it were all basically put out the pasture, and um, it's Biden's will that is being done. And so I, I'm convinced that... Um, we're in this hurt not because there weren't millions of Americans trying to 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 pray and do the right thing because there were many. It wasn't like Sodom and Gomorrah, and we had a leader that was doing many righteous things and becoming more righteous as time was going on in his decisions, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, this um, scenario that has been allowed to play out is something that goes against history all of history there's never been a time where you had a righteous leader of a major nation whether it's in Bibli especially in biblical times that when the people were were when uh, uh, he wasn't all the people but when a certain amount of people were, were were reaching out to him and you had a righteous leader or a, a leader that was doing righteous things that leader was not allowed to be just taken down summarily just taken down and kicked out like that never happened before this is something that is new under the sun. Damn. As far as I well, know. I, so there is something new under the sun. Yeah. There was no question. The political left think they got past the turning point when they installed Barack Hussein, Alu Akbar, Obama. There's no question that they came out and said it. They honestly believed there were going to be no more Republicans ever elected. And I do tend to think that uh, you. you you mentioned God's will here. I think it was God's will that Donald Trump won so that we could see that if we want, we can fix it quickly. The All the policy fixes can be put in place and things can get better in a hurry and can be fixed completely with enough time. Uh, and I also think right now we have to ask ourselves, how bad does it have to get? before the American public are going to take the steps necessary to truly step up and make those changes. And, well, of course, I'm hopeful that we're getting close to the end of it because how much further do you have to go? But our real issue is we got a lot of young people in the voting blocks who've never experienced true hardship, and they have been denied the ability to learn critical thinking, and they've been taught that America's bad and built on slavery and is so racist, and they have no idea the struggles that people have fought and how we've worked together, regardless of skin color, to continue to move forward together and to make it better and to try 
to get closer and closer to living up to the promises and the guarantees offered up of equality, not equity, but equality. Uh, Ron, we are already quickly running out of time, so before I bring up anything else, I want to give you a quick chance to throw out uh, all your contact information. Let these folks know where they can find your work, and uh, as long as you're still inviting people to uh, follow you on social media, feel free to share those handles as well. Well, folks, you can please uh, join me via the Ron Edwards American Experience weekdays, Monday through Friday, through various networks, including this one at 3 p.m. Eastern, um, 12 Pacific. And uh, you can find out where some of them are via theronedwards.com. You can also catch me on Getter, The Ron American Experience. Um, You can find me on Facebook. Uh, Ron Edwards and Friends of the Edwards Notebook page. Also, uh, Rumble, I've got a page over there as well, Ron Edwards, at the Ron Edwards, and so on. But uh, please check out the show. I also have a a commentary, the Edwards Notebook, which runs on various radio stations and other shows, including Tim Tapp's show. And uh, thanks for carrying the Edwards Notebook, by the way, uh, Tim. And uh, that's where you can find me. There's other stuff, but, um, you know, that's, that's it. All right. Well, you know, you say that like it's not a whole lot. But uh, again, Mm -hmm. as I will try to remind you every time the the issue comes up, you are out there in the thick of it, sir, and you are doing a lot. And and, uh, I appreciate everything that you're doing, sir. Uh, We we only have like a couple of minutes left, and I I wanted to – to really uh, hit on one more topic just real quick, especially since you mentioned, uh, Bryce, uh, leaving the administration, because here's my thought. The truth of the matter of how the southern border has been handled, they've been lying for a long time. Susan Rice is supposed to be one of those policymakers, and evidently she spoke up against how they were handling it. So I honestly think she's being set up as the person to take the fall when the truth comes out. And if she leaves now, there won't be any repercussions held out against her. And the Democratic voting bloc has one of the shortest memories of all Americans, period. So she's going to be perfectly positioned to come in and help that next Democrat, whoever that may be, as you kind of pointed out. But we have former Health and Human Services official turned whistleblower Tara Lee Rodas. And she came mm-hmm. out and she made the very provocative statement that essentially uh, our federal government has become a middleman in the multi-billion dollar migrant child trafficking operation. Um, about a minute and a half, Ron. Your thoughts on all of that real quick. Yeah, ironically, I mentioned that today on my show about how the, the uh, federal government, this mad gone to hell government, federal government of the United States of America is taking part. I, I mentioned a number as I, I read 100,000 children recently just disappeared as, as if they disappeared in the thin air. Some were discovered to be working at a meat processing plant overnight, the overnight shift, underage. Uh, and, and that's just the, 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 the not so bad stuff. A lot of sex trafficking, a lot of abuses, and and something they won't tell you that often, but you can find out if you Google it or not Google it, but uh, do some research, satanic um, ceremonies and the, and the killing of uh, young children and babies that are happening increasingly in this country. And see, these things are coming through through the open border. Um, you still have the Mayan satanic 
Baphomet, all that stuff just whooshing in, into this country, being brought in by the cartels and and the, the and I think the cartels are the, like the remnants of the Mayans, because you've got uh, one cartel member that was uh, let out of jail recently, who got an Uber. This was in Florida, and he killed the Uber driver and ate his heart. Yeah, and actually cut him up and ate ate ate. I think he ate more than his heart. And this is stuff. This is the kind of stuff that's being normalized in this country because, as I said earlier, the Democrats especially hate this government, and the Republicans are too chicken-hearted to really stand up and and get out there. Because, well, you gotta, hmm, boys, it's a two-way street here. When people did tell the truth, well, for instance, with the election, what happened? They told lies against them. They were discredited in the eyes of the American people. The truth tellers were made to feel were treated like they were the big fat liars and the election stealing was allowed to get away. Uh, they were allowed to get away with it for some reason that I still don't understand to this day, despite the fact that many more people did vote for Donald Trump. Somebody somewhere, very powerful entity did not want the blessings that were coming forth under the Biden under the I'm sorry, the Trump administration. And there were improvements quickly being made and people were turning around and somebody somewhere beyond just our, us little humans did not want that blessing to continue for some reason. And here we are today. All of us, the, the people that wanted what, what a righteous standard, we're still effect, impacted by, by what was allowed as if we were a part of this crap. And we were not. You were speaking out against it. I was. Many others were. Tucker Carlson was, by the way. And look what happens to him. So I, I, I you know, I, oof, I, I'm telling you, I understand now why some friends of mine that I know that had the money, they just said goodbye and they left the country. There are many people, young, especially young men that are leaving the United States of America because they don't see a good future here because she's on a suicide mission or they see, see it like I see it. It's something beyond just humans has uh, allowed this evil to come back on us sevenfold. And this is new you know, there's, there's absolutely no question, Ron, that demonic influences are clear. It's present, and we've got too many people working against us. I hate to, but we've got to leave things right there. Sir, we got to get back together uh, on a more regular basis again and, and get you yeah. some more time. Uh, in the meanwhile, uh, thank you so much. Godspeed to you. Look forward to talking to you again soon, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rod Edwards. And uh, that's it for us tonight. Uh, that's Friday night. You guys have a great weekend and come back again next week. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Good night, everybody.
using both hands. <laughs> 